0: You're listening to episode number 22 of the Brain BS Podcast called Taking the Drama Out of Going to the Dentist. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off, and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here's your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School, and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kavkus from MK Coach LLC. Hello, and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. It is a beautiful day here in Winneka, Illinois. I did my recording earlier and I just listened back to it and oh my goodness, I did the podcast recording before I got coached by my new coach today. I just started, I just hired a coach for three months for one-on-one and I'm super excited about it and already in one session she showed me things about my brain that I didn't even know. And I mean, I've really been looking at my brain, so that's pretty remarkable. Um, anyway, my, the first part of this was about uh, a client who I had all kinds of, um, was making all kinds of assumptions and telling myself all kinds of stories about my relationship with them because I was in brain BS and I didn't know it. And I just listened back to it. I'm like, oh, good Lord, I'm sounding like such a victim. And like, I'm feeling so sorry for myself, because we discovered that, well, I've talked about it on this podcast many times, that one of the underlying things, like we all have a pattern, or we all have themes. And one of my themes was that whenever something happens and someone's unhappy, I think that I've done something wrong. You know, so I was aware of that one. But the one that she pointed out today, which I thought was really interesting, and I really, um, it's just caused a monumental shift for me inside my head is not only do I think I did something wrong, but that I've been wronged by other people, that I don't feel other people have treated me the way I should be treated. And I think that stems back to when I was younger and I was super sensitive and my dad wasn't, <laughs> to make a long story short. But anyway, it was um, really fun. So now I, it's in the evening. I thought I was finished with my podcast and editing and getting it all done. And I literally just listened back to it and I was like, oh, hell no, I am definitely not putting that brain BS at the beginning of the podcast episode because it's just not true. And I could hear when I was doing it that I actually believed what I was saying. And I'm just honestly stunned by um, how much I put myself into victim mode and feeling like I'm being wronged because that's what we do. When we have those themes and we have those patterns, then that's what we look for. So we have a thought and we look for evidence to support that thought. We don't walk around thinking, oh, I want to learn something new that I never knew before. And I'm so open to everything. That's just not the way our brains work. Our brains work in a way that we have our ideas, we have our thoughts, we're very limited. And then we just look for support for those thoughts. Like I've given the example with politics how people have different opinions and different thoughts and there's no way that anyone's going to change their opinion because they don't want to they want to stay the way they are there you have it that's my brain bs of the week i love my new coach okay well last week's episode i started out with the brain bs about going to the dentist And that's what inspired my podcast today, taking the drama out of going to the dentist because I know exactly how to do it now and I know it's effective and it works because I did it. Okay, so my big dilemma last week was whether or not I have anesthesia for removing an implant and then getting a bone graft. So I was going back and forth over it. So what I want to talk about today is I want to share with you how my thought process looked initially where there was quite a bit of brain BS, how I changed the way I was thinking on purpose, and how I managed my mind leading up to the visit. Okay, so let's start with about 12 years ago, I had to get a tooth pulled, and I received an implant that I mistakenly thought was going to last forever. Um, It turns out it's not uncommon for the old implants to crack on the collar because of the way they're designed. The procedure was tough because I was not numb enough. And she did like twilight anesthesia and it was like I wasn't even getting anything and she couldn't get the tooth dislodged and free. And then making everything worse, she kept apologizing and she looked really flustered. Suffice it to say, it was a pretty miserable experience that I was hoping to never repeat. Flash forward to about eight months ago and we discovered during a routine visit and a teeth cleaning that the crown on top of the implant was loose. We tried all kinds of different things to get the crown off. She was pulling on it. She was like hammering at it. We couldn't put the sticky stuff in my mouth because I had a crown on the bottom. So I would risk taking that out also. But no matter what we did, it just, it went lodge, and we figured then it was okay. Nothing would happen. So then I went home and I just didn't chew on that side. But it was, it, it was definitely uncomfortable And so then I go six more months and I go back for the next teeth cleaning and it's really loose, but it's still not budging and they still try to get it off and it won't work. And it was just like, okay. And then I was getting worried because we were going to California and I was afraid that it was going to happen when we were away and then I'd have this hole in my mouth and I was just, you know, of course, brain BS, anticipating and worrying. It's always so much fun. So what happened, though, was the next day I was laying in bed in the morning and I was trying to be really positive about it. And I kept saying, no, no I'm, the crown's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All I won't swallow it because it's expensive, right? So we were trying to make it so that I wouldn't swallow it and have to pay for a new one. And then lo and behold, that next morning after my appointment with her, I rolled over and the implant or not the implant the crown um, fell into my cheek. So I was super excited Except there was a little stem on it. I forget what you call it. It starts with an A. Anyway, it was on there and I was like, This isn't good. Because that's kind of what keeps it to the implant. So I was like, How is the crown gonna be able to go back on there? So I went to the dentist and I showed it to her and they talked about getting putting a new crown on it and we thought we were gonna be able to move forward and that they would be able to take care of it at the dentist office. Well, Turns out that wasn't true at all. They couldn't do it. It was um, cracked on the collar of the implant, which meant I needed to go see an oral surgeon and I was most likely going to have surgery. Well, needless to say, my initial feelings about that were total fear. And then my thought was, this is going to be bad if it's anything like the last time. Of course, I went to the past to see what I'm capable of creating in the future because that's what we all do that have a brain. I figured if it was bad before, it's going to be bad again. So when I sat down and talked to the oral surgeon who was really nice and I really liked him, um, but he did look like he was 12 years old. I was like, really? Oh my gosh, like it cracked me up. (laughs) And he said he gets that a lot. Um, He turned out to be awesome though. And so if you ever need an oral surgeon in the Winneka, Illinois area, let me know and I will give you his name. I don't want to mention it on here because I didn't tell him I was going to. But anyway, so he was really nice. He was sympathetic. And he said, well, we can totally put you under if you want. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. I want to be put under for sure. But then right away, I started to think about some of the problems I've had when I was under anesthesia and how sensitive I am to everything. So I immediately, there was a little part of me that maybe didn't think it was a good idea. But the bigger part of me sure liked the idea. And I was totally all in. It, it added thousands of dollars to the procedure too, and wasn't going to be covered by insurance because I didn't need to have it. I was still at that point willing to spend the money because I felt like I, I just was scared, right? I mean, let's call it what it was. It was just my brain BS, but I thought it was just a good idea at the time. So then after we came to that conclusion, then I really wasn't worried about the procedure going back. I felt pretty comfortable about it because like what was there to worry about? Except maybe cognitive problems afterwards because that's what happened the one time when i had anesthesia i got crazy i mean i was so impulsive we were at this intersection in chicago i think it's it's called 5 points and i took like such an unnecessary risk i thought my husband was going to die he just looked at me like <laughs> who are you he couldn't even believe i did it another thing i did was when i was pulling out a whole foods i don't know Uh, Like so, this is in the on Willow. If you're in the area, it has two lanes going in and two lanes going out. And I actually tried to do a U-turn on the one side. That was only for going in one direction. Yeah, I did. So when I tell you I'm worried about what anesthesia can do to me, like it's legit. I should be worried. I'm actually puzzled that they never mention this to people when they get put under. But if you think about it, it's kind of like causing a brain injury, right? You're knocking a human being out. That's got to have some kind of impact on their brains. There's got to be other brains besides mine that react that way to anesthesia. I'm just saying, all right? Okay, so here we are the week before the procedure. And it it was starting to bug me that I was getting it. Like I said, because of the cognitive stuff. But there was also like this voice in my head that just out of nowhere said, why not look at this as an opportunity to learn how to manage pain and experience personal growth? Why not just decide to not be afraid of the pain? And the voice was so calm and grounded that I knew it wasn't brain BS. It wasn't judging me or criticizing me for being scared. It was like literally showing me a new way to look at the situation and reframe it. Because I can pretty much guarantee you that I've never looked at going to the dentist or an oral surgeon as an opportunity for personal growth in the past. I sat with those thoughts for a few days, though. I had them, and I knew it was my inner voice and it wasn't brain BS, but I still wasn't prepared to act on it because I was still a little bit afraid of the procedure. Okay, I just want to throw in here, don't make fun of me when I say oral. (laughs) <laughs> or my L's because I've always had a problem with them. I'm not even going to say A-P-P-L-E because my husband makes me do it and then he laughs at me because of the way I say it. Be, be kind when you listen to me talking about oral because I'm noticing when I'm editing it that it sounds like it's sort of like a mouthful for me. Okay, back to the podcast topic. It was like two days before the procedure and the voice was getting louder and then I literally was just in the sunroom sitting there having coffee and I thought I am definitely not having anesthesia and I am just going to welcome the pain and I am not going to be afraid of the pain. Now, I know I've talked a lot about fear in my podcast because I used to be afraid of everything, but even knowing all that, it literally did not occur to me that I, that I could possibly not be afraid of pain. Like who's not afraid of pain? Well, I, I just didn't see it as optional. And then deciding that that was the case, so then I didn't have to worry about whether it was painful or not. I was accepting that it was going to be painful, and I wasn't making it a problem. And when I made that decision and I looked at it that way, I called up the office. I told them I had changed my mind. I did not want to be put under because of how I responded in the past to it, and that I just wanted to have like typical, you know, topical, the numbing and the Novocaine and stuff. So she said, okay, well, that's going to change the schedule because the people who get the anesthesia go first in the day. So that's going to throw things off. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. So I sensed a little disapproval from the woman at the office, which I'm sure you can all relate to because she probably has her own brain BS. Well, she doesn't probably. She does for sure. But as it turns out, it didn't change at all. No, in fact, I called back to say I hadn't heard anything and I was still in that tam- in that same time slot. So then the day the procedure comes, I am in my bed. I wake up in the morning and my first thought is I'm having oral surgery today. It may be just like a brief flash of fear. It was so quick. It just it just went away because I was like, nope, no fear, because I am choosing not to be afraid of this. And then I envisioned how it was all going to go. It's actually called segmenting that I learned from the Abraham Hicks for law of attraction and manifesting what you want. I envisioned that it was going to go great. It was going to be minimal pain. It was going to go quickly. My recovery would be good. I wouldn't need pain medication. The staff would be kind and compassionate and conscientious about my level of pain and how I was doing throughout and I got myself into the frame of mind that I really believed that that's what was going to take place. So then I arrived at the office and I was feeling really good about myself for the way I was managing my mind and my willingness to not resist the pain and I can honestly say I was not afraid at all and I knew I had made the right decision. And this is probably the first time that I ever went to the dentist or an oral surgeon for a procedure and I wasn't scared. So I was um, pretty impressed with myself at that point, actually. And they were surprised by how calm I was after the way I was at the initial meeting in my attachment to anesthesia And they were really attentive to my needs and making sure I was numb during the procedure. He checked on me all the time. They also found it very humorous that I was a life coach and looking at this as an experiment. They wished that all of their patients were like that. So they ended up doing a lot of digging, a lot of drilling. I used to be terrified of the drill. I hated that noise. And I was able to not get caught up in that either. None of it was anything I couldn't handle. There was a couple times like he ended up giving me like eight different novocaine shots cuz it was a little uncomfortable. But no anticipation, mm-hmm. no anxiety, no stress over it. I was just like staying in the moment, distancing myself from the pain and discomfort and um dealing with it. I'm like, "Oh my god, this freaking works." It makes me think of all the times that I've gone to the dentist and I didn't do this. If what we think and what we focus on and give attention to is what we draw to ourselves and is the reality that we create. I am just like thinking about all the experiences that were so terrible because I went in there thinking, oh my God, this is going to be so terrible. And I had no idea that it was because of me that it all happened. It, it, it And I know that because of what has happened here when I went this week and I didn't do that and it was completely different. I also turned down the pain medications and didn't even need them. I mean, it would have been such overkill if I had anesthesia for that procedure. It really would have been. And there was a part of me that knew that, like from the very beginning. But to think that I was able to manage my mind so well that I didn't even, I just took Advil and that the recovery has been so quick and painless and easy is a testament to what mind management, and coaching can do for you. I mean, the truth is the law of attraction is real, whether you want to buy into it or not. So I'm going to suggest to you that instead of using thoughts in your subconscious brain to create what you're getting that you're completely unaware of and have been hiding from because they're so bad, like purposely choose your thoughts. Start manifesting what you want and paying attention to what's going on in your brain. Going to the dentist has been like my least favorite thing to do for decades because you just never know what's going to happen, meaning what procedure is going to be necessary. And basically, that's like AKA pain. And can I just say on a side note here, I always heard of AKA and I knew what it meant, but I just discovered today that it's also known as, yep, and don't tell me I'm the only one because I know it's not possible. Because anything that happens in my brain is happening in another one. But I thought I would share that. So now that I know, moving forward, that I'm manifesting everything in my life, you can be sure that I'm going to be spending a lot more time on this. I am going to be preparing for things. I'm going to be segmenting. I'm going to envision things going really well from now on whenever I have to go to the dentist. And actually, whenever I have to do anything that I anticipate might be less than wonderful. That's all I have for you today. See you next episode. If you like what you were doing today, I would like to invite you to subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast and leave a review of five and share it with everybody you know. You can also go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and look for coaching options that are available to you and to learn more about the work I do. Lastly, I also would like to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook, where we can dig deeper on the topics we discuss in this podcast. And remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your Brain BS.